Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome back to yet another episode of Manifest Daily. So, y'all, I'm going to give y'all tea, okay? Because, baby, we know we love a little spilt tea on this podcast. I should have been, I should have called it the Spill Tea Podcast. But, but you know, we're here now. We're here with Manifest Daily. So here we are. But, y'all, it's currently Sunday. Literally, I've had such a... I don't even know how to explain the day that I've had because I feel like... There have been so many shifts lately, and I'm going to give you all tea when I can, okay, on what's been going on when I can, like, reveal it, I guess. But it's just been a lot of stuff happening, and today has been such a weird day where, like, y'all know when it just feels like you shifted into a completely different reality, like, so many things are different in your life, but so many things are the same, but you can feel the energetic shift that's occurred. I actually mentioned this in the last episode. If you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and listen to it. Cause I feel like if you do, you're going, you're going, you know, pick up what I'm putting down, baby. Okay. You're going to pick up what I'm putting down. So I didn't intend to record. I actually recorded yesterday, edited, scheduled out this week's podcast episode. And by this week, I meant last week. Cause by the time you're watching it, it's now the next week. Time is weird. Time, time, time doesn't exist, you guys. Okay. But, 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 so I was actually upstairs in like the little roof deck area of my apartment and I was just like working on some stuff and I just got so inspired. I'm sorry. I keep like shuffling around. I'm trying to like find like a good little comfy spot for myself, but I was just so inspired and I was like, you know what? Let me go downstairs. Let me go record an episode of the podcast. Let me spill tea. (laughs) Okay, let me spill tea. So that is exactly what we're doing today. So as you guys know, with the new setup, if you're listening to this on audio, on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, uh, iHeartRadio, literally this podcast is everywhere. If you're listening to the audio version, thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome back. I always do like my intro. I feel like now that I'm recording on video, my intro is clearly clearly not the same, but my name is Yonj Nicola. If you are new here, welcome to the Manifest Daily Podcast. We chat about everything spirituality, lifestyle, coming up, loving it up, loving it up, girl, leveling up, turning up on our lives. (laughs) Okay. We just talk all this stuff. So today, today, baby girl, strap in. We are talking about dating. I, you know, if you are new here, Um, Also, really quick disclaimer, if you're watching on video and you see me looking down, I'm referencing some notes that I have here for myself so that I can make sure I'm talking about everything that I need to talk about in this specific episode. But um, if you are new here and you're not familiar, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to some previous episodes of Manifest Daily because I really open up about my journey. And I think once you listen to the podcast, you literally can follow along from everything that has happened in my life in like the past 
to yours and how it's related to my spiritual journey and how certain things that I've gone through can definitely help you on your specific life, personal growth journey, spiritual journey, etc. I actually plan to do an episode all about like my journey because like someone requested it and I was like, that would actually be a really cool thing to do sort of like a roundup type of situation and just like talk about everything full circle. But long story short, I ended a relationship at the start of this year. It was a relationship that was, it was the relationship I thought was going to lead to marriage. Long story short, I'm, I'm going to just put it that way. It was the relationship that I was in that I thought was going to lead to marriage. I thought was going to lead to the house, the kids, the white picket fence, all, all the things that we like, you know, see as the marker of success for romantic relationships in this life. I ended that relationship and it was, it was something that, you know, there's a saying um, that woman in, and I'm assuming this saying specifically pertains to heterosexual relationships. So um, I'm not sure if someone who doesn't identify as their relationship being heterosexual would agree with this statement, but I've heard that in a heterosexual relationship that women like they come to the acceptance of the end of the relationship before it's actually ended. And so you might be in a relationship where you haven't broken up with that person, but emotionally you are severing ties that by the time it actually comes to the the actual end, like the time where you've officially broken up, you've kind of already started the moving on process. And I would say I completely agree with that sentiment. I feel like in my relationship, you know, there was a period of time where I intuitively knew it was headed to an ending before I actually, in my conscious mind, decided that it was time to let go and to move on to the next chapter of my life. So that being said, in this season of my life, I am dating. I am, you know, navigating these streets. And baby, let me tell you something right now. These streets is a little ghetto for me, okay? I'm not even going, I'm gonna be real with y'all. Again, last episode, I talked about it, how I just like deleted all dating apps. But I will say part of this season and navigating like the dating scene, the streets, if you will, is that I can come to y'all and like bring y'all the things that I'm learning. And I think that being single, right, is so interesting being single when you are very self-aware. I will say the last time I was single, you know, I've always been like a pretty intuitive person, someone who's kind of been curious about, you know, psychology and curious about like, you know, confidence and, and my self-worth and all these things and really wanted to dive in and, and do the self-improvement work. But I will say that at this stage of my journey, I know so much more about myself. I know so much more about my worth. I, you know, really feel like I love myself in, in such a more holistic and wholehearted way than I may have in the past, right? Because I think that sometimes if you are not self-aware and if you don't really feel that self-love on a deep level, you can allow yourself to, you know, stand stand for some nonsense that really, once you realize who you are out here, you, you don't stand for that nonsense no more, okay? And so part of me being single now is learning how to navigate, you know, the dating world with this newfound understanding of who I am and understanding of what I want a partnership to look like for myself. And again, part of dating is trying to figure out what you want that partnership to look like. So this episode isn't strictly for single people. I feel like if you are in a relationship, I do think that there are some things we're going to talk about today that you might be able to resonate with and maybe not in the exact way that I'm phrasing it or talking about it in this piece. Because again, I'm coming from a, a perspective of being a single woman now. 
But if you are in a relationship and you're kind of like, girl, should I even listen to this? Like, what you talking about? I would highly recommend you still listen to it. I feel like there's going to be gems dropped either way because y'all know how y'all know how I do. Okay, we're going to be dropping gems either way, baby. So again, another part of the journey. Excited to bring you guys along on this, uh, manifesting the partnership that I deserve that I want that will complement my life and my growth and who I am as a person as a soul as a eternal being and super excited to bring you guys along on this journey of course so let's dive into today's episode I'm talking about dating with purpose and how to date with purpose in order to attract the partner that you deserve again a lot of these things that I'm talking about here have been things that I have been tried uh tried and tested with is that how you would say it girl they've been trying me on these streets okay period They've been trying me on these streets and we ain't going to stand for it. Okay. We're not going to stand for it, but I want to bring y'all like the lessons that I've been learning, the things that I've really been having to, to prove to myself that I understand on a deeper level throughout this journey. Right. And we're going to talk about that today. So I have five different things, five different things that I feel like you really got to understand and tap into and, and basically like embody in order to date with purpose in this specific modern dating world that we're all navigating. So let's just go ahead and dive anyway. So number one, you got to be upfront with what you want and don't be sorry about it. Period. Point blank period. I feel like when we're dating, it's almost like, and I've noticed this too, there's this, this narrative, especially as you get older and you're dating where it's almost like, I don't know who, maybe, maybe it's society. Maybe it's just, you know, the invisible peer pressures of the world. Maybe it's because I don't know. There's something around the narrative that I personally observed and felt where it almost is kind of like people want you to settle the older you get, right? Because again, we talked about this before. It's kind of like you're getting up there, you're, you're 27, 28, which is still really, really young, right? It's still really, really young. But we have this like belief and understanding that, you know, like 28, 29, 30 is when a lot of people want to settle down. They want to get married. They want to start having kids. They want to start building this life with a partner as if you can't build a life by yourself. And granted, like, yeah, you know, I want a partner too, but baby, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop what I want to do, create, have in this world because I'm not with a partner because I've allowed myself to put things on hold for long enough because I didn't have a partner. And now I'm like, I ain't got time. I like literally time is of the essence and I don't have it. I mean, I have it, but I ain't got time for this nonsense. Y'all know what I'm saying? So you got to be upfront with what you want. You have to be unapologetic about what you want. And this comes into the form of like, I've heard people say like making a list and I completely agree with it. It kind of goes hand in hand with like scripting in a way. Like what I did recently is I've been on... I would say I've been on a good amount of dates since I moved to Dallas. I've really allowed myself to be open with dating and just kind of like going out, going out to dates with people that maybe I wouldn't like go on a date with just to kind of like be open, right, as an individual. But what I will say is going on those dates allow me to really get clear about what I don't want in a partner, like the values, the traits, the personality, all the things and what I do want in a partner, And so after going on those dates, after really sitting with it, after kind of being like, okay, I see what's out here. I see what's popping, what's good and what's not good. I went and I made my list. I made my list. And on this list, I put down 
Um, everything from certain physical traits that I want in a partner. For example, I really do want a partner that's taller than me. I'm five, six. Okay. Which is not like super tall. It's not super short either. It's kind of like pretty average, but I want a guy that's taller than me. I've always actually, no, I haven't always dated guys taller than me. That's a lie. But I do like when I date a guy that's taller than me and I put some physical traits on there, right? Tall, handsome, of course, you know, I want to be attracted to my man, but I went and I put down traits such as, for example, one thing that's really important to me is having a man or having <laughs> being with a partner that is going to be able to take charge. He's very alpha, um, being with someone who's very confident, being with someone who is um, open to their spirituality, to growing, to evolving. I don't want someone who is just comfortable with being stagnant, things like that, right? Me looking at my list, there are certain things on my list that I know are non-negotiables for me, right? I know they're non-negotiables. Like there are certain things that I will not stand for in terms of personality traits, in terms of how someone will speak to me, how they'll treat me, things like that, that I'm just like, I don't tolerate that. And I'm unapologetic about it. And at the same time, there are certain things that I know that I really value in a partner, right? I'm like blanking on my list right now, but like, I know, girl, I got my list right over there, but I don't dare move and, and shuffle this microphone right now. <laughs> but there's certain things that I'm really just on, like certain things that I know are non-negotiables for me. But the whole thing is being unapologetic about what you want, being upfront about what you want and being upfront to yourself, right? So it's really about kind of sitting down and having that honest conversation with yourself. Like what's really important to me? Values, you know, maybe certain things with the looks, maybe, like whatever it is, and really diving deep with that and asking yourself, like, is this thing non-negotiable? Why is it non-negotiable for me? Maybe it just is. I don't know. Okay. I'm not judging. Is it a non-negotiable for you? Uh, and what certain things are kind of like things that you can compromise on? They're like nice to haves, but it's not going to make or break a relationship for you. So just kind of like get, have that honest conversation with yourself, be upfront, be honest, be transparent and like know like have a map, essentially going into the playing field, have a map of what you are like hoping to find. So the next thing is pretty much the same thing kind of as before, but like know the values that you want in a partner. I feel like this is something that people don't really talk about as much. Like I think a lot of people are out here and which is, it's really not no problem, but y'all like we're, a lot of people are trying to connect off of like a physical connection, which I think is really important. I personally, I've never understood the like whole thing where people are like, they could date someone they're not attracted to. Personally, that's not how I roll. Maybe if you identify as asexual, like maybe that is how you like would be okay in a relationship with someone you're not necessarily attracted to. But I can't speak for someone that identifies as asexual because I don't identify as asexual. So I would say for me, a physical attraction to my partner is very important to me. I want to be able to like, you know, like look at my mans and be like, that's, that's him right there. Like that's him. Okay. But at the same time, I know that values are really, really important to me. And so one of the really big examples that I always give is the example about like the big, the bigger values in life. So maybe like something like children and marriage, right? Because I feel like we could talk about values in terms of like the personality traits and things like that, but values can go even deeper and it can be like something that's really like your lifestyle and the life that you want to live. So for example, me, myself, I know that I want to have kids. I know that I want to get married. I know that like there's a certain type of life I want to live. I don't have the exact step-by-step -step blueprint on everything. You know, I'm like, I kind of want to, you know, have like maybe three kids, three to five kids, but really it, whatever God blesses me with is what I will, <laughs> what I will love. 
But for example, going into the dating world, if I come across a man who is every single, like checks off all these things on my list, like he's amazing, he's this, he's that, he's whatever, but he's just kind of like, uh, I don't think I want to have kids. I know that I value that, that the life that I want to live has kids in it. The vision that I see for future me, she has kids. Okay, she's part of this bigger family unit. And so if I meet someone who is all this, he's just very, very amazing, but he doesn't have or want to have kids, then for me, that's a deal breaker. I got to cut that relationship off. And I've heard of stories where women will stay with a potential partner knowing that one or two or how many ever values don't necessarily align, like the guy's on the fence about marriage or kids or whatever, and try to wait it out, try to change him. And I will tell you, sometimes it works, right? Sometimes you wait it out. Sometimes eventually someone decides to change a certain thing or decides to come around and value a certain thing. And maybe you do get that perfect partner in the end. And that's, that's y'all's karma. Like, you know, that's, that's the relationship that you're meant to have. But you know, there's also a lot of stories where you waited out and you're waiting for that person and you're, you know, you're essentially putting in this time in hopes that they will change their mind about something so deep rooted as, you know, having kids or marriage or whatever else that that big value is. And what if they don't, right? What if it's five years down the road and you have, not to say you've wasted time because, you know, you were there in that relationship for a specific reason to learn a specific lesson, but now it's five years later and that person has not come around the way you want them to. And I don't think that like we should have to wait. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so many people out here in this world, there's so many different relationships and connections that can be made that if you encounter something or or a relationship that's not fully clicking for you and intuitively you feel as if this is not the person for you because of that lack of whatever value is that you want in a partner, don't, don't settle and don't wait. You know what I mean? Like there's so many opportunities for connections out here and you will be led to the person that is for you that has those values that you want a partner to have. I actually remember, um, one of the, the kind of like almost like first dates I went out on here was with this guy who was like, so he was a wonderful person. Um, and we connected like instantly. It was one of those things where we had great conversation. He was very ambitious. He had these big visions, these goals. He was really smart. He was tall. He was fine. He was fine. And we had such a great connection. And one of his things though, was that he kept asking me about my spiritual practice. And of course, if you guys, you know, listen to the podcast, you follow along, like, you know, that for me, spirituality is very like kind of open-ended and free. I take from a lot of different books and beliefs and things to kind of form my own relationship to source, to God, to form my own understanding and perception of this world to make sense of what I'm going through on my journey and make sense of my faith. Right. And so it's not necessarily that I'm, I'm following a strict like rule of Christianity or or the rules of Christianity or rules of any specific religion. I'm sort of just going free flow with what resonates with me, which I think is what a lot of you guys are doing as well, which is why you're here. But this person in particular, he would He uh, asked me a lot of questions on like our first date. We went on like three dates and by the third date, 
it had become clear to him that I wasn't the individual that would sit with him in prayer or sit with him and read the Bible or go with him to church every single Sunday or um, do Bible study, things like that. I wasn't that individual in this part of my journey. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe I would be, may become that individual in a few years. I don't know. That's not for me to say, right? Like, But right now, I'm not that individual. And so he was very clear to me that, you know, I checked off literally every single box on his specific list except for that one. And so, you know, it was a mutual sort of like, a, I was like, I'm not going to sit here and become that person for you. And I completely respect that that is something that you really value. And I don't bring that to the table. So like, let's go our separate ways. Right. And I, I really respected him for making that decision to kind of be like, Hey, I don't think I could keep, you know, going on these dates or whatever, because that's something I really value. And you don't bring that to the table because again, like, listen, I know I'm a great person. I know I'm wonderful. I know I had all these things that all these amazing choices that I bring to the table, but I couldn't bring that thing for him. And that was really important for him. So I was, I was, I really respected that. I really respected that because it can be very hard, especially if you are single and really wanting a connection with a partner to connect with someone on such a deep level and then kind of be like, damn, there's that one thing that's not clicking, but like, maybe I could try to, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. Just don't do it, girl. Don't do it. So another thing, oh my God, I feel like all these are the same things. Girl, what are these notes that I wrote? So is know your non-negotiables, right? And know the things that you will not compromise on. And these should be like really big things for you. I feel like, you know, again, no one is perfect. We're not going to find this person because really at the end of the day, like you kind of want like someone to be a little bit different from you. It gives you a little spice to the relationship. Okay. Like I said, in the last uh, episode, it gives you a little depth, a little something to explore, it gives you range. Okay. So I feel like you know, when we have a partner that has different interests than us, that kind of communicates differently, that that just is a little bit different from us, it gives us a chance to like just explore getting to know someone differently, if that makes sense. Like, you know who you are, you know how you are, you know how you like things, but to have you know, a connection with someone who's a little bit different than you, it kind of brings a little bit of spice to things. And I think that's really fun. But at the same time, there's certain non-negotiables. And I always talk about, you know, the non-negotiables being the things that like, at the end of the day, if someone, for example, let's go back to, for example, my list. And like, I told y'all, I like, I have height on there, right? Preferably, I would love for my, you know, partner to be 6'4 or taller. I actually, like a lot of people in my family are really tall. I just like, I just really like, when men are tall and that's just like my preference but if I were to meet someone who like checks off every single thing on my box but he's like 6'3 or 6'2 I'm not gonna sit there and be like god this man is not 6'4 what are you doing you know what I mean but like I said earlier for example the whole kids thing right that is so big and that's such a, a really that's a that's a non-negotiable for me that I'm not willing to enter into a partnership with an individual who does not want kids because I know I want kids something like height baby we could play with height now granted we could play with height a little bit but granted I still want my man to be taller than me okay but you know if he's six three six two we could work with that but you know God, six, four or taller <laughs> is, is what I'm looking for at this point. You know, that's good. That's kind of what it is. So like have a good idea of your non-negotiables, kind of know like 
what are those like really deep rooted things for you or like those really those really important things for you and kind of what is going to make or break a relationship for you and if you are meeting people that don't check that box are for you be be confident enough in knowing that the right person will come along so that you don't have to settle for someone that doesn't provide something that is a non-negotiable for you. So the next thing is, this is a huge one. This is a huge one. If you know from the first date that they're not the person for you, do not engage with more dates. Respectfully let them know. This one I think is huge because I feel like, you know, again, this goes back to the whole like, title of this particular episode, we're talking about dating with purpose, right? So if you were just casually dating, I feel like maybe this doesn't necessarily have to apply because if you're like casually dating, you're really just going on dates, you're getting to know people, you're having fun, you're doing whatever. Granted, I think, you know, dating intentionally and dating purposely can also be lots of fun as well. You're getting to know yourself, you're getting to know what you want in a partner. You are still getting to meet people, amazing people as well. But when we talk about dating purposefully, we're talking about dating with a purpose. Okay. And typically, typically, and this may not be the case for you. I don't know what your purpose is, but typically, uh, what I'm talking about here is dating for the, the end game or the purpose of getting married, of finding a partner and maybe it's not even getting married, but finding that, that life partner for you, that person that you feel is your divine counterpart, that person that you feel you could spend the rest of your life with, etc. So maybe that means marriage for you. Maybe you don't, want to get married, but you want to have a life partner. I don't know, whatever. But that's what I mean by purpose. And so for me, the purpose is the end game of life partner, marriage, kids, uh, a union, a union with an individual, with another soul. And so as we're talking about dating purposefully, we have to talk about, you know, when you realize that person isn't the person for you, that you have to be ready to cut it off. And I think this can be hard for some people because sometimes you meet someone that's really amazing and they're a great person and you have fun with them. But deep down, there's like that inner knowing of like, oh, I don't think this person is the right person for me. And you know, you know, I think the more you get better at discerning and understanding and being able to listen, like quiet the ego and listen to your intuition, the more it becomes really clear to you when you go on a date or when you meet someone that isn't that individual for you. And when that happens, you have to be ready to cut it off. Don't string someone along, especially if you know you're, they're not your person. I do believe in going on like a second or third date to kind of like, if you really kind of want to confirm, I'll give y'all another example, I'll give y'all tea on my date in life. So I went out with uh, this individual the other day and this was actually like right before I cut the apps off, I met him on one of the apps and we went out for lunch and I, you know, again, my intuition has become like really just like on point strong I can't, I can't, I can't ignore it anymore. Right. Cause I, I think before I used to kind of be like a little good at like quieting my intuition be like, shut up <laughs> and then just going about things because I didn't want to inconvenience myself. Right. By having to listen to my intuition because sometimes it meant ending things I didn't want to end. Right. I went on a date with this individual and y'all, as soon as he walked in, because it had nothing to do with his appearance. Like, you know, I granted I wasn't like as attracted to him, but he wasn't like not cute. He was an attractive person. I just wasn't attracted to him. And I, I don't think it had to do with like anything other than the fact that I knew he wasn't for me. As soon as he walked in, there was something about his energy. There was something about the way 
we were exchanging energy that I intuitively knew wasn't right. There was something about it. So we, we had lunch or whatever. And then, you know, I kind of sat with it for a little bit. I sat with it for a few days and it just wasn't hitting. It just wasn't hitting. I still had that feeling. I still had that gut feeling that this isn't, he's not right. Like there's something off about this. There's something off. And so I ended that, you know, relationship for lack of a better word. I just, and I just let him know like, Hey, you know, you're a great person. Like, and it, it was so interesting because he, he was very like intuitive as well. He was also pretty, you know, spiritually aligned and things like that, but it just wasn't for me. He just wasn't for me. I'm sorry if you guys can hear somebody's dog losing their damn mind and barking, but anyways. So yeah, so I ended that. And I think that, you know, it was one of those things where I didn't have like a physical or like a specific thing I could lock in on because sometimes you go out with someone, right? And it's like, they do something specific that you could go and tell your friends about and be like, girl, he did this on the day. I can't go out with this man again. Or like, maybe you, like there's something specific that they say that's really like, what? Like, you, you know, it's like the record scratch. You're like, oh, no, I can't go out with this man again because, you know, maybe he's a misogynist or he said something that was really, really off-putting or whatever. But when there isn't a specific thing, that you can narrow in on and be like, this was it right here. I think it makes it a little bit harder for you to cut it off based on just your intuition. But one thing about it is the more that you start to listen to your intuition and follow the nudges that are given to you by your intuition, by your gut, by your heart, whatever you, you know, whichever organ you're assigning to your intuition, the more that you start to realize that when you listen to those nudges, even though they might not make sense, even though you might not have proof, even though you don't know what they're going to lead you to, they always lead you to places that you need to be. They always lead you to places that you need to be and they lead you to things that you need to know and understand on your journey. So, you know, you might get that intuitive nudge on a first date and you might know that someone isn't for you and it's okay. It's okay to cut something off and to say, hey, you know, I had a great time, but I don't you know, think we should go out for another date or whatever. If you don't have a specific reason, if someone says to you like, you know, why, or they ask you for a reason, just be like, I just don't like girl. No, is a, is a long enough sentence. I don't want to go out anywhere. It's a long enough sentence. Like don't let nobody pressure you and make you think that you have to give them some sort of reason that satisfies their specific ego and serves them. Um, if you feel that you don't want to go out on another date, if you feel that you don't want to put yourself in, a, in another room situation or have another person or, or go out with another person and take up your time and energy on another date, that is reason enough. That is reason enough. So that is your reason. If they ask you, just it is what it is. Read the last message. Okay, period. The last thing is don't entertain behavior that you don't like or that you don't respect or behavior that basically shows someone that they don't respect you. This is huge. Again, it's like, I don't know what it is. There's a specific sort of like rhetoric or thing happening where again, as you get older, I, I saw this on Twitter too recently. It was something like, was it on Twitter? I think it was on Twitter because people love to talk to ish on Twitter. It was something like someone was talking about how she was like older or whatever. And that, um, oh my God, what was it? I'm like completely butchering this entire thing. But essentially, long story short, someone's talking about being older, like getting um, later 20s, right? And it's like the, you, wait, oh my gosh, you guys. I'm so sorry. It was a YouTube video. I was watching a YouTube video and it was some, something in the comments actually. And someone was talking about, she's like, yeah, like as you get older, 
don't settle. Like, don't basically allow, you know, these men to make you feel. And and men, if because I know I got some guys who listen, I'm not coming for you. It's not all of you. I know that, by the way, okay? And I'm just speaking again from a heterosexual perspective because I identify as heterosexual and I engage in relationships, romantic relationships with men. But again, flip this or assign it to whatever type of sexual relationships that you engage in or romantic relationships Okay. And not all men are bad. Okay. And people aren't bad. Listen, I'm not coming for you guys. Okay. I'm not coming for y'all. I'm just saying, this is what I saw on YouTube. Anyways, had to like put it in there as a disclaimer because I don't want y'all to think I hate men. I absolutely love men. Okay. I love men. I love women. I love people. Period. Where was it? Oh yes. Yeah. So the comment, the girl was like, yeah, like don't let these men make you feel as if like it's, you know, you got to lower your standards out here when you get older. Um, because you absolutely don't, if you know what you want and you want what you want, you want what you want and, and, and don't settle until you get what you want. And the guy, there was a guy who responded. He was like, oh, you know, you pushing 30 over here. Like you need to lower them standards. I was like, what? Like what? And I feel like it's just this rhetoric of, you know, the more you get older or the older you get, it's like slimmer pickings over here. So you need to be able to withstand some sort of disrespect, withstand cheating, withstand this, withstand that, withstand, withstand all of these things. Otherwise, you not going to get no man. And I'm here to tell y'all, listen, listen to me real, hear me right now when I say, it's nothing, it's no type of relationship in this world that can make me allow disrespect in my life. If you are in my life, if I am connecting with you, whether you are a romantic partner, whether you are a friend, hell, whether you are a family member, if we have some sort of connection, it's because there's mutual respect, there's mutual love there. I don't entertain relationships where people disrespect me, call me out my name, Treat me any type of way because, baby, I'm not the one and y'all are not the one either. So do not ever allow someone to disrespect you, to come into your life and act as if there's some big blessing in your life and you have to tolerate nonsense in order to get them to stay. That's not what we're, no, no. And I and I completely feel that the, the more you get into like the self-improvement and you go along your journey and you're really diving into self-worth and you're really understanding what you want in this world, what you deserve in this world, you're understanding that there are literally how, what is it like seven, seven and a half billion people on this planet. There are people that are going to treat you with the respect that you want, that are going to show you, you know, they love you. They are going to do the things that you need them to do. And granted, sometimes, you know, you gotta, you gotta verbally communicate with a partner and let them know like, Hey, you know, uh, my love language is this, I need whatever, whatever. But there are people that are going to do that. And I absolutely do not believe that anyone Anyone needs to tolerate disrespect, just obnoxious behavior, nonsense in order to be in a partnership. And I know that there are relationships out here where people on either side, whether again, heterosexual, um, any type of relationship that you're in where people are tolerating nonsense, right? Because of either comfort, they've entered into a relationship and they've stayed for so long that it feels like, damn, like I ain't even trying to go back out on them streets. Y'all just talking about these streets is ghetto. I'll even, girl, listen, these streets is ghetto. Yes, ma'am. But I would rather be out here on these streets, single, navigating life than to be in a relationship where it's just not it. It's just not it. And I also 110, 111% believe that if you are in any type of situation where 
It is robbing you of your energy. You feel as if you need to cut cords, right? Again, not just romantic, you know, maybe it's a, a work situation. Maybe it's a family member situation because, you know, people be like, you know, blood thicker than water, baby. Sometimes you got to cut blood off too, because if you have family members that are disrespecting you and, and not, you know, treating you the way you need to be treated or causing trauma in your life, I, I am a believer that you can cut off familial ties as well, right? Because you're going to treat me with some respect. I don't care who you are. You're going to treat me with respect. But I will say, oh, wait, I just went off on a tangent. Now I don't forgot what I had to say. Girl, listen, okay. What I'm saying is that at the end of the day, like you deserve to be treated with respect, with love. Um, and there are relationships out here that will allow that for you. And you don't have to ever settle for something that is less than what you deserve, less than what you are worthy of, less than what you believe. And you're worthy of the world. You're worthy of every single thing that you want. Okay. And, um, oh yeah, back to what I was saying that I, I forgot, but now it's back. <laughs> Mercury in, um, Gemini, you guys, when Mercury's in Gemini, my brain is literally all over the place all the time. But what I was going to say is that when you cut off, uh, relationships and ties that are essentially, they, they feel like it's ready. It's like, they feel like it's time for you to let them go. They feel like it's near the end and you're holding on when you cut those off. Y'all, you will float. It's almost like the way I liken it is to like, you know, say you're in a pool, right? I can't swim. I'm going to learn to swim soon, y'all. I'm going to learn to swim soon. But say you're in a pool and, you know, you're just floating. Relationships that aren't serving you any longer are like weight. So it's like you're tying five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds weight to your body. What happens when you do that? You sink. Y'all ever seen the movies, the little gangster movies where they be like putting the bodies in bags and putting bricks in the bags so the body can sink? That's what you're doing when you're holding on to relationships that are not serving you any longer that need to be let go of. And you know, you can tell. You can tell when it needs to go. You can tell when it needs to go, when you need to clear your space, clear your energy, clear your relationships. Hell, it might even be as simple as going on social media and doing a social media detox, unfollowing the people that are sharing things that you don't want to see anymore. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, it, it, like cutting people off or cutting off relationships and and, um, you know, ties that aren't serving you can look very different to all of us. But they are weights. And when you cut the weights off, you allow yourself to float back up to the surface. And I have seen this in my life time and time again. And when I do like my whole journey episode, I like dive into that even more so you guys can have like, like true examples of what this looks like. But I have seen it time and time again. And the more that you do it, the more that you realize that on the other, even though you might experience fear when you're talking about cutting off a relationship or cutting off a tie that doesn't serve you anymore, it can be really scary to think about doing it because especially if you've been you know, connected to someone for a really long time. It's like you have that sense of comfort. They feel very familiar. And like on the other side is the the unfamiliar, the discomfort. You don't know what lies on the other side. It's the unknown. And that can be really scared. Uh, scary. Fun fact, my first tattoo, the one that I have on this part of my arm right here, um, it says, ne crème pas l'enconnu, which means, uh, girl, listen, I haven't seen my French in a while. So I hope I didn't butcher that. Um, Butcher that saying for those of you guys who speak French, but it says don't fear the unknown. That was actually my first tattoo that I got when I was, I think I was 18. I think I was either 18 or 19. I want to say 18 because I think it was like right like freshman year, like at the start of freshman year. But one thing I will say is that, you know, on the other side of that fear of that unknown, it's so many opportunities for you to grow. It's so many opportunities for you to embrace new beginnings, embrace new things. And often, you know, when it gets to the point where a relationship is 
at its end, you'll find that you encounter a lot of like blocks, like a lot of things that kind of go wrong um, that are showing you you need to move on, that are showing you need to cut that off. And when you do, you just open up this portal to so many blessings to come into your life because you're making space. And again, oftentimes that relationship is serving as, you know, a, a thing that's taking up space, energetic space in your life. And when you cut it off, you make room for new to come in. So that was such a, uh, like a whole tangent on like cutting off relationships that aren't serving anymore, but it does play a part in the whole dating with purpose, right? Dating with purpose, cutting off ties and you know, people that aren't serving any longer. So you guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a pleasure to record this, to come and chat with you guys here today all about this. I'm so excited to be doing these like video portions of the podcast, to be doing obviously the or the audio still of the podcast and to be just connecting with so many of you. Yeah, very, very, very exciting stuff. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Let me know in the comments on YouTube or come find me on Instagram if like you are dating right now, if you're single, if you just entered the streets, if you're back on the streets like your girl, or let me know if you are in a partnership right now and you dated with purpose, you use these steps in order to manifest the partnership, the divine counterpart and partnership that you are currently in right now, because I think it's really amazing to connect with individuals who are in like really amazing relationships. I have a couple different friends who have found their people who are in these amazing partnerships. And for me, when I look to them, I always get really inspired because I feel like the universe will show you a lot of the things that you want and those around you before it comes into your life. So if you have friends or if like, you know, friends or family or whoever in your life that are meeting their people and connecting with these amazing souls and, you know, cre like creating these beautiful divine unions and you're feeling like, damn, like I want that too. It is coming for you. You're literally being shown proof that it exists, that it can happen. And the fact that it's close to home, like shows you that it's close for you too, that it's right around the corner for you too. So I completely believe that. And I love seeing my friends like thrive in their beautiful relationships. Because like I said, it shows me that, you know, there's that, that type of love, that type of partnership, that type of relationship exists out there. And baby, you not going to catch me settling anytime soon. And I think that it is okay if you have ever found yourself settling. I have done it. We're all human. Um, the thing is to forgive yourself and move past it. If you've settled and you have cut off that situation that you settled in, it's okay. We're all human. You had a moment, right? Let's move past it. Let's go ahead and say to ourselves, we're not going to settle anymore. We saw what happened as a result of settling, right? Maybe it made you bitter. Maybe it made you frustrated. Maybe it made you feel not good. It just didn't make you feel good. So we're not doing that no more. We're not available for that anymore. And at this point in my life, like I said, I'm off the app. So I'm kind of like, I, I have this fear I think I had this fear that because I spend a lot of time at home and because I spend a lot of time with myself and again, being in a new city, I'm still in the process of trying to make friends. And it is kind of a little harder to make friends as an adult, as you guys probably know. But I had this fear of like, oh man, if I'm not on the dating apps, like how can I put myself out there? How can I be seen? How can, you know, my person find me? And let me tell y'all something right now. I had to remind myself that when the universe, when God wants to bring 
something into your life, something or someone into your life, you cannot stop it. Me not being on the dating apps will not block that divine counterpart at all. Things can happen so randomly, so magically that when it's time for them to happen for you, they will happen. And so I'm like, literally, yeah, I spend a lot of time in my apartment, but guess what? I also go to the grocery store. I go to the gym. I go to freaking Home Depot sometimes. I go to like Target all the time and there be people there, right? So just because I'm not on these dating apps, just because I'm not going to bars, just because I'm not going in certain situations that I think are more like known for people to meet people doesn't mean that I can't meet someone. Um, it could literally be something like you people meet people in the wildest of ways that I'm kind of like, you know what, let me go ahead and focus on my business. Let me focus on my content creation. Let me focus on upgrading myself, my life, my reality, everything that I want. I'm literally in the process of just coming up. Of just coming up. You know what? I, I literally had this thought in the gym the other day. I thought about it. And I'm like, I'm I'm like, when I get into this mode, it'd be tunnel vision. Like, baby, you, I be, I be going hard, right? And I literally was in the gym the other day and I was thinking about it. I was like, I know that whatever person that God is sending for me is going to be so amazing because I am such an amazing person already, but I am literally on a mission to continue improving who I am. So that person has to meet me at that level. They have to be dedicated to growth, to expansion, to self-development work, because I am not stagnant as an individual. I will continue to grow. And so when I meet someone and maybe we meet on, you know, a similar level, we, I will continue to grow. And so they have to continue to grow as well. And so when I like sat with that thought and I was like, yo, like, like God really put together a nice package for me. <laughs> I was like, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. And that's what I want y'all to know. If you are single and you are you know, back on the streets or maybe you've been on these streets for a minute. Listen, listen, I know what it's like. Before my last relationship, I was single for almost five years. And why? Because I didn't want to settle. I did not. And so don't, don't allow yourself to feel pressured. And even if sometimes you do feel kind of pressured or shitty or whatever on some days, feel it, move on, feel it and, and allow yourself to feel through it, feel past that. But no, that your person is coming, your person will be amazing. And the more that you dedicate yourself to improving yourself, to getting to know yourself, to being self-aware, to knowing what you want, the more that you can be ready to identify that person when they come into your life. Because if you know your list of non-negotiables and someone comes in and they're checking every single box on your list, you know you can identify that person a little bit better than if you're kind of like not self-aware and you don't even know what you want in a partner and you're not even like committed to learning about yourself, right? So take this time, learn about yourself, learn about what you want, learn what your, what your standards are, where your non-negotiables lie, and really like, you know, allow yourself to just mind your business and come up. The more that you focus on, you know, doing you coming up, whatever, you just vibrate at a different level. You start attracting people like crazy because you really just out here doing you. And people like are very attracted to that when you're just out here doing you, minding your business, getting your money, you know what I'm saying? And coming up. Okay. Period. Point blank period. So, 
We love that. We love a good long episode. All right, you guys, I think we've been recording for like almost 45 minutes or so. So I'm going to go ahead and have some dinner. I literally, y'all, I'm having ramen tonight, but I'm going to make it like a very healthy ramen. <laughs> LOL. I literally bought top ramen, but I'm going to like add some broccoli to it. And shoot, I forgot to take my shrimp out of the freezer. I was going to add shrimp to it for some protein. Okay, well, I'm still going to add the shrimp, but yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and make my ramen with my broccoli and my shrimp. And I'm going to watch... I was watching Manifest, but I think I'm going to go watch The Bachelorette. I'm like not really into this season. I'm not really into it, but it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, you just watch a show and you like have it on while you eat. It's like one of those situations. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. And then I have to go wash my hair. It's like in this like very slicked back bun for those of you who are watching on YouTube can see. I got to like wash it. It's been two weeks. I know. Since I washed my hair, I've just had it in braids under my wig or just like slicked back in a bun. And I need to go wash, deep condition, do all the things. But I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate you so, so, so much. It's always amazing to come on here. I feel like I'm wrapping up this episode for the second freaking time, but I promise I'm not going on another change. I just want to thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on YouTube. If you're listening on audio and you also watch YouTube videos here or there sometimes, please feel free to come and watch this video on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Give this video a thumbs up. Y'all know, like, at the end of the day, I'm sure y'all have heard your favorite YouTubers say it. You've heard people say it. You know, these platforms, they, like, you might like a, a show or a video or a, a content creator or whatever, but, like, you have to show the platforms that you like it. So when people give you the directions of, like, like and subscribe and whatever... It's not to like be annoying. It's literally because like that's how you get discovered on these platforms. That's how your content gets prioritized. Um, I work in social media. And so it's like a bunch of trying to like educate people about how these things work. And I'm sure you guys know. So like if you're listening on Apple, leave a review. The reviews help. The, the, rev the reviews help people see the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, but also give the video a thumbs up. Um, that basically helps to tell the platform that you liked the video, that it was good, and it helps the platform be like, ooh, okay, for anyone else that like tends to like spiritual content, like longer form podcast content, like let's show them DeAndre's video. Yeah, just giving you guys a tip on that. So every time you watch, please do like um, the video if you can. It's like super helpful. And um, it just basically also lets me know that I should keep creating videos because the production time for these things obviously factors in to me trying to figure out whether or not I should keep doing it. Like one, do you guys like it? Do you care? And two, do you guys like it? Do you care? So yeah, thank you. All right, my loves, I am going to go prep my dinner. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day and an amazing rest of your week. I will see you guys on Instagram. Bye, my loves. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.